0: Unlocking the secret to better parenting. This is Growing Pains on The Light Breakfast. And today we're with our resident child psychologist, Katjana Asman. Um, as kids may start to sleep on their own, um, some may develop a fear of going to bed because of the dark. Where does this fear come from? I think that the fear of the dark is actually a very primitive fear. Um, I think that it's something that a lot of human beings do have um, just... From human evolution, I do feel it's one of those fears that's kind of perpetuated through human evolution. Um, so, fear of the fear of the dark is something that is extremely common with kids. Um, very closely linked to fear of being alone. So, you will see some kids who are quite comfortable or quite or are a lot more willing to um, sleep in a darkened room if they have company right? Um, So if mom and dad are with them, or if they're in mom and dad's room, but when they're by themselves, coupling with that darkness, it's something that is extremely terrifying. Um, So some kids might have had bad experiences, like nightmares, or they might have had, um, you know, been in the room by themselves when there was a really bad thunderstorm, there might have been elements that would have made that sleeping in the dark by themselves, very terrifying. Um, but a lot of kids don't even have that experience. And it's something that's just very much ingrained in a lot of children's um, brains that being that having to sleep alone in the dark is really, really scary. Now, some kids fear going to bed because of bad dreams. How can we help our kids who experience nightmares, you know, for the first time? Mm. I, I think night terrors or nightmares are extremely difficult for kids because obviously it's not something that uh, we can really control where our brain goes when we're asleep. Right. Although some um, would or some you know, mental health practitioners would argue that, you know, sleep is very much a um, exagger- or dream specifically is very much an exaggerated form of elements that we deal with when we're awake. So it's kind of like how our brain uh, processes information in our subconscious that we didn't have time to deal with during the day. So while you might not be chased by monsters in your daily life, right, there might be certain fears that might not have gotten addressed. And so it manifests as monsters in your sleep. And that's why it's coming up when you're you're, um, having a dream. So Trying to address that with kids is really difficult because we can't control it, right? So um, what I would say to parents, if you have a child who's having a nightmare, especially if it's their first really big nightmare, reassurance is going to be extremely important. If your child is able to talk or draw or do something with regards to expressing the dream so you have an idea of what it was that they had dreamt about, do that. But it's also important to kind of help them manage it, right? So there might be certain periods of time where your child might need you to sit In bed with them, or check in the closet, to check under the bed, and do all of these things to help reassure them that their fear isn't in fact real. Um, And this will take a little bit of time to convince the brain to kind of turn off that fight or flight response. Um, But it's very important to understand that you know your child is not at an age where they can really process that it wasn't real nor is it something that's going to happen in real life so it's kind of our job to help uh persuade them and reassure them that everything's going to be okay so don't dismiss it and say oh it's just a dream you know get over it which is what i see some parents do um just make sure we give them the tools it could be something as simple as giving them a teddy bear that has the ability to fight off bad dreams is this go is this true necessarily? Maybe not, but it's something that gives them the power or the or the illusion that they have something that can combat it and that is very powerful at that age. Beyond nightmares, um, some kids may experience night terrors. What's the difference between night terrors and nightmares? When I think about night terrors, I think it's a lot more of a pattern rather than a nightmare. A nightmare comes off as a one-off incident um, and is very much something that is due to a dream or a a theme of a dream that they're having. Um, Whereas night terrors can be a little bit more systemic. Um, They happen a lot more frequently. Um, Some kids might not even have any recollection of what it is that they dream about. Um, It's often very, very what's the word I'm going for? I'm not going to say aggressive or violent, but it's very confronting. It causes the kids to be very, very distressed. Um, it causes them to often you know, lash out physically without realizing it. So it's very terrifying even for parents to watch. Um, night terrors are often considered an indication that there is an issue that the child is experiencing in their day-to-day life. So it is a common element for kids who have experienced some type of trauma. It is very common when kids are going through a difficult time at home, say if mom and dad are going through a separation or a divorce if there's been a death in the family Um, night terrors do often happen in in response to something though not always but it does often happen in response to some type of very uh, confronting or difficult thing the child is going through um, and does tend to happen a lot more often and and kind of continually Um, so whenever a child is having night terrors we usually try to get the parents in touch with either a child psychologist or a sleep specialist or a neurologist, someone who can provide parents with some assistance on how to manage these night terrors, um, because it doesn't often kind of disappear on its own. So there is it is a lot more long term and problematic versus the occasional nightmare. Should we be concerned you know, about a kid's fear of going to bed? when it prevents them from going to bed, right? So some kids would avoid going to bed at all costs. Um, Some kids will also create such a scene because they're so terrified of going to sleep that they need a lot of reinforcement. They might not want to get out of mom and dad's room or get out of mom and dad's bed. Um, They'll get very emotionally distressed over the idea of going to sleep. So when you're seeing sleep become something that is very, very challenging, right? To the point where your child is either having a sleep, you know, going through sleep deprivation or having a sleep deficit because of their fear of sleep, then definitely something you want to look into. Because unfortunately, sleep is extremely important, not just from a physical perspective where it's helping them develop, but also from an emotional perspective. Um, anyone who is sleep deprived is more likely to have a lot of mood dis- disturbances, problems with focus. Um, physical health will start to deteriorate as well. So it is an extremely important part of our body's functions in our day-to-day life. So if your child is avoiding it at all costs because of a fear of nightmares then you definitely need to get help for that what are the uh, treatments or routines to calm our kids night terrors at home so you you actually said it routines right um, I think routines or nighttime routines are really helpful because it helps kids kind of prepare for sleep rather than kind of plucking them up from play or plucking them up from the TV when that you know they were watching before bedtime and then expecting their brains to just shut off um, that's probably going to be a huge battle for you so I like kind of making a bit of a routine one and a half to two hours before you would like your kid to be tucked in bed. Um, and these can be time. Ty- this could be sort of, you know, one-on-one time that you have with your kid, read them a book, you know, do something really calming and you, know, you can settle them in for a bath, put them in their PJs. It's a very relaxing calming time where we're also kind of helping your child get into a very calm mental state before they go to bed. Um, if your child has a history of nightmares or night terrors, again, having little rituals that would help like checking under the bed, checking behind the curtains, you know, giving your child their superhero teddy bear, whatever little rituals you might have. So the child feels very, very reassured, right? Um, And then that way, when they go to sleep, their brain is not in a state of being very sensitized and being very alert. um, And that will put them, that will, you know, guarantee a better night sleep than if you kind of just expected them to switch off immediately. So come up with a routine. The internet has a lot of really good resources on how to set up nighttime routines for kids, depending on how old they are. Um, and then just being very conscious of what your child's um, specific nightmares have been or their challenges have been, addressing those things, reassuring them so that they know that they're safe and that if anything happens, you're just next door, or you're just, you know, nearby. Um, and those things tend to be a really good formula. So how do we create a calming environment? For- for our kids to slowly overcome their fear of, you know, going to bed. So the bedroom should be a very, very quiet and calm space, right? So I'm a big fan of having um, a lot of the stimulating activities that the child partakes in, whether it be screen time or games or, you know, jungle gym, whatever your kids into, kind of take place outside the bedroom so that when the brain or when the brain recognizes or or catalogs that the child is in the bedroom, it is a it is a space where it's where they're going to calm down. And the brain kind of knows that, right? So the space needs to be a place that's very calm um, not something that you're going to be blasting loud music in so you kind of set the stage really Um, it's it's sort of like what we do with libraries right like everybody knows automatically going to a library that your temperament changes and the way your tone of voice and the pitch and the volume of your voice changes because it's been programmed in our brains that you don't do anything loud and stimulating in a library and moving forward every single time your brain kind of shifts into that mode and it's the same with sleep and so you have your child constantly playing and kind of mucking about in the bedroom during the day where they're being loud and being creative and constructive, all good things, but not exactly things that can exist in a space that when the sun goes down, I'm supposed to know that it's quiet now, right? So best to kind of shift those things outside the bedroom door, even if it's just in the hallway or in the living room. So at least the brain has that environmental separation Um, And making sure that, you know, you do very, very calming things in the bedroom so that the child is more um, likely to kind of adopt that behavior as well. Um, Now, with night terrors and nightmares, how differently do these affect the child's psyche in the long term? I mean, like I, said, I think that with night terrors, just with how systemic they are and with how um, prevalent they can be, um, I think that if it goes unresolved, um, it does have the potential to to develop a very strong fear of sleep for kids. Um, and also just the impact on sleep on your, again, your energy levels and your focus and your mental health from not getting a quality night's sleep for multiple nights at a, at a time. Um, so I believe that night terrors do have... Um, I I would say that both nightmares and night terrors do have an impact on the child's psyche, but I feel that night terrors, given just how more prevalent it is, would be more likely to impact your child's perception of sleep and and their relationship with sleep in a more um, damaging way to nightmares. Um, And, you know, like I said, with some of my kids, they might not necessarily remember what their night terrors are about. And so addressing the fear is a little bit more difficult, um, as well as if the, the theory that it does come from some type of trauma and something that's going on in their day-to-day lives is a lot harder to address um, than the one of nightmare after watching a scary movie and things like that. So um, definitely both have have a, a potential for impacting your child's psyche if left unaddressed, but definitely more with night terrors, I feel